the Infection Control Assessment and Response Tool, otherwise known as ICAR, a conversation with Penny Imes. So on today's episode, we are talking with Penny Imes from our Quality Insights team. Penny is a quality improvement specialist here at Quality Insights. She started her nursing career in acute care before moving into long-term care. Her positions in long-term care have included staff development, dementia unit manager, registered nurse assistant coordinator, and director of nursing. She found the perfect combination for her at Quality Insights, where she's able to work in quality improvement with long-term care nursing homes. So welcome, Penny, and thank you so much for joining us today to talk about the ICAR tool and root cause analysis for long-term care and skilled nursing facilities during the COVID-19 pandemic. Thank you for having me, Mitzi. All right. So, Penny, just to get us started, we, we've tossed around this icon, this acronym, ICAR. What exactly is the ICAR tool? What does that stand for? So, ICAR stands for Infection Control Assessment and Response. And ICAR tools are used to systematically assess a healthcare, any healthcare facilities, infection prevention and control practices to help guide quality improvement activities um, by addressing identified gaps. So there, there are ICAR tools that are specific to different healthcare settings, such as one specific to long-term care. And there's also a version that was created that could be used to assess your COVID outbreak, um, especially specific areas around COVID, cohorting, that type of thing. But today I'm going to focus on just the version that can be used as a tool when you're not having an outbreak. Okay. Um, so what are the areas that are covered in the ICAR tool? The ICAR tool itself starts out asking some questions about your demographics, you know, census, beds, beds, uh, number of beds, your infection preventionist person, which is basically the person leading the infection prevention program. And it addresses your infrastructure, which is really your written policies and procedures, things like your emergency preparedness plan. Then it moves into sections on um, related to healthcare personnel and resident safety, section on disease reporting and surveillance. There's a section for best practices in hand hygiene, your PPE use, respiratory hygiene, antibiotic stewardship, injection safety, and environmental safety. And then you can also, there's an additional section where that you can use that's kind of a checklist for direct observation uh, and areas such as your hand hygiene and your PPE. Okay, um, thanks Penny. So next question, I'm wondering what exactly is the benefit of using this tool? Why would people use this? Well, to me, it's a really great resource because it covers all the areas of an infection prevention and control program. Um, it includes all of the, the best practices so that it enables a nursing home to identify their strengths and opportunities for improvements in those areas. So the ICAR tool itself is set up as a checklist format. And there's a column which contains, the first column contains the elements of your infection prevention program. And those are all the things that you should have as part of a good infection prevention program. Then the second column is a yes, no checklist where you check yes or no if you have that 
element in place. And then the third column allows you to make notes or identify areas of improvement. So that's mostly those areas that you marked as a no or areas that you your staff knows that you still need to do some work. Under the third column, you can make comments about you know, what, what's there, what needs to be there. Okay. Um, how would facility staff complete this tool? I mean, is it the responsibility of the infection preventionist or who would be responsible for that? Unfortunately, in some places, they do just hand it to the infection preventionist to do it, but that's really not good quality improvement practice. Although the infection preventionist would most likely be the lead on completing the tool, it really does lend itself to actually setting up a true QAPI process because of the way it addresses all the different areas. So you would really need to involve many members of your staff so that you really get a true and accurate picture. Um, those areas like hand hygiene, antibiotic stewardship, environmental safety, that's, those are areas where you really want input from your frontline staff, um, involve your consultant pharmacists, pull in environmental services staff, just to name a few. So include everybody as part of the team in completing the tool. That sounds like good practice for sure. Mm -hmm. um, could the could the iCard tool be used as a QAPI project, a quality assurance performance improvement project? Absolutely. I mean, the the way that the the tool is set up itself, it allows you to go through all those best practices, all those elements should, that should be part of your infection prevention program, and then, as I said, you identify the areas that are missing. Um, or that need some, some work. Uh, you can also use it to identify areas of strength too, so that if you're, there's this particular area that you're doing well, you can draw on that. Um, I know, you know we, we all know that in a survey process, we're seeing that FTAG, FTAG 880 is all about how a facility must establish and maintain their infection prevention and control program. And it's all the elements that should be in that program are part of the ICAR tool. And so many of the deficiencies that we're seeing related to infection control are the FTAG 880 stating that, you know, the, there's not a, an efficient established IP program that includes all those areas. Um, and then FTAG 881 that addresses antibiotic stewardship and the core elements of that program. As I said, antibiotic stewardship is one of the sections in the ICAR tool. So you can use that to assess your antibiotic stewardship program, hopefully not get any 881 deficiencies. Um, and, and then, as I said, it's part of a true QAPI project because you're involving all your staff members in complete completion of the tool. And then you're looking at those areas that are not complete, those identified gaps. That's where then you would want to do your root cause or root causes of why those areas are not in place. And then from that, you move into your developing the interventions to address those areas um, and implement some interventions that use the best practices that are listed in the ICAR tool. Um, and then do your PDSA and then continue to use the ICAR tool to go back on a frequent basis 
to monitor your infection program, and then to continue to make sure that any changes you made were sustained. So you can use it, you know, first using it's proactive. So you're, you're looking and making sure you have all those pieces of your infection prevention program, and then using it on a frequent basis, whether it's quarterly, annually, whatever, that allows you to continue that monitoring and to see where you've gone from one year to the next or one quarter to the next. And what about, is it okay to use the ICAR um, infection prevention assessment tool in place of an annual risk assessment? Uh, are other facilities using this as a risk assessment tool? Can you tell us a little bit about that? Uh, the ICAR tool is a great resource to routinely evaluate your infection prevention control program, but it shouldn't take the place of that formal risk assessment that was part of the final rule. The, and the reason for that is that uh, the, that risk assessment has to address all areas of your nursing home and not just infection control. So while it's, it's good as part of the risk assessment, it should not take the place of the overall facility risk assessment. Okay. Um, and thanks Penny for giving us an overview of this tool. Is there anything that you would also like to mention? Yes, uh, quite, a, quite a bit of the work that, that we've been doing lately and, and some of the nursing homes who are have joined this call have probably been on the receiving end of some of our work where we're doing outreach on your, your COVID outbreaks that have are still occurring with that new variant. Um, and also, you know, your, your booster vaccines, but we, because we've been working on that, completing an ICAR as part of that, looking at the elements of the ICAR um, is something that we have our nursing homes doing when they're working with us. And so we actually have a lot of resources available that are related to all those elements of the ICAR. So if you decide on your own to go ahead and do this and complete it, and you see some areas that are missing, please feel free to reach out to us for um, additional resources that will help you make sure that you're, you have all those elements in place that you need. All right. Thank you, Penny. And um, you mentioned reaching out. So if you want to reach out to Penny directly, you can call Quality Insights at 1-800-642-8686 and enter extension 7644. You can also contact Penny via email at pimes at qualityinsights.org. And I also wanted to say thank you to everyone that has uh, logged on today and is listening. Um, and I want to remind everybody that you can check out our other interviews that we've done in this series by visiting our website at www.qualityinsights.org forward slash QIN underscore vlogs and pods. And that's V-L-O-G-S-N-P-O-D-S.